Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Sensitive Collective Podcast. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created Sensitive Collective to be a space where empaths and sensitives can come and receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journey. Whether with just me or one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener. Because feeling all the feels, healing from past trauma, old patterns, and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel confusing and sometimes, honestly, super lonely. But you are not alone. There are more of us empaths and sensitives waking up to our nature every single day. And the work you're doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform both you and the entire world. And it's why we're here. So join me on this sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy. My loves, this episode is so juicy. (laughs) But before we dive into that, I wanted to share with you something I'm really excited about, which is the Taming Your Inner Critic Masterclass. I've had a calling on my heart to create this for y'all for a while. I've been getting a lot of questions around you know, ways to work with me that aren't the more extensive containers of my three to six month mentorship. And so I've created this. It's a really foundational and essential piece on your healing and transformative journey as an empath and as a sensitive to learn how to work with your inner critic, to learn how to tame your inner critics so they aren't just running ramrod over your life. <laughs> it's definitely something that um, I've done a ton of work with myself and with my clients over the last 12 years, and I found it to be a cornerstone to seeing results and transformation with internal and external reality. It's an essential piece I work on with all of my clients in our mentorship. And that's why it's the first thing I've decided to do a really in-depth masterclass around. So if you feel like your inner critic is constantly keeping you small, is consistently judging your every thought, your every feeling, your every action, you know, imagine what would be possible for you to create in your life, in your relationships, and in the world if your inner critic was no longer in the driver's seat of co-creating your life experience. That is the work of taming your inner critic. That is the work I will be so honored to facilitate your journey with. So if that is something you are interested in, please direct message me on my Instagram and I'll give you everything you need to register for this class. It's happening this Saturday, December 3rd at 2 p.m. Eastern. If you can't make it live, that's okay. I'm going to send you a recording and you can watch it and work with it as many times as you like. So please direct message me on Instagram if you're interested and we can have a conversation about it. 
Now, on to this juicy episode where I'm talking to Dr. Vic Manzo Jr. He's a chiropractor, a visionary. He is an expert on working with mindset and decoding the matrix. There is so much yumminess within. I know you're going to find some really supportive um, stories, insights, and wisdom from our conversation. And I'm just so happy to have you here. Sending you so much love as we get started in this final month of 2022. I'll see you on the other side. So here we are. I'm so excited for another another day, uh, another interview with a very special guest today, um, a business and spiritual mindset coach and a chiropractor for over a decade, Welcome, Dr. Victor Manzo, to the Sensitive Collective podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you here. Do you do your patients, clients call you Dr. V ever, or am I just like <laughs> so much thinking? I'm like, <laughs> no, I have some people call me DV, Dr. V, Dr. Vic. Um, <laughs> I, some will call me Dr. Victor and I'm like, hey, just keep it Dr. Vic. It's a little easier, a little more personable. Something like that All works right. a little better. So for the sake of our time together today, am I am I calling you Dr. Vic? Is that your preferred? <laughs> you can call whatever, you know, I always say, you know, some people, when I see a patient like outside the office, I'd be like, Dr. Vic. I'm like, just call me Vic or Victor, you know, and they're like, but you're Dr. Vic. I'm like, I am, but I'm like, I'm not in the office. You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call, just say, don't say a bad name. Or my dad used to say like, don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Well, then today I'll just I'll, I'll defer to Vic or Victor as it as it comes. Um, and I'm just so thrilled to have you here and to learn more about your your journey in becoming even a, a business and a spiritual mindset coach. What that that looks like, what that practice means to you, and your chiropractic practice as well. Um, you know, I know, I feel like there's some synchronicities and some similarities between our two journeys. And I'm just excited to dive a little bit deeper. I love it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Let's go. Okay, so I know you got started in chiropractic work. And of course, it's a very hands on discipline and modality. And um, you had mentioned when we were speaking before, how there was some some overwhelm, some burnout, uh, and that that had led to some realizations around your own sensitivity and, and empath nature. I'm wondering if you could speak to us a little bit about what that was like for you. Yeah, it was one of the things where I guess I it, I was motivated by fear because I grew up in a very blue collar family, and so I got to see a lot of what I didn't want. And when I came, even before getting out of chiropractic school, I, I hired a coach. I was studying from the best best whatever successful chiropractors were. I was studying from business, whatever recommendations were there, self-help, personal development. I was just like doing it all. I was doing everything I was told to do, right? You're supposed to grind and hustle. You're supposed to, um, you're going to sacrifice. You're going to do all these different things to, to achieve this level of success. And I was doing that. And, and five years later, I got to a point in my career where um, I hit my financial peak. It was amazing. I was like, wow, cry. I can't believe how much money I'm making. This is great. But it wasn't because I what I thought I was telling my wife, I'm like, I don't, I'm not fulfilled like I thought I would be. Mm -hmm. I'm not at the level of satisfaction by any means. There's there's a level of I was being burned out every four to six months, which was very frustrating in a sense because I'm very passionate about what I do. And anything I do, I'm only gonna do because of the 
because of um, things along the nature of uh, sorry, my dog. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> things along the nature. He was, he was, he's joining the conversation. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> um, so, but things along the nature of of um, where I'm like, it, 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 I don't, I will do it for a passion. I'll do it for a solution. Yeah. I won't do it for the money's sake. That won't money doesn't motivate me. Motivate me. And so I was like, I was just really bothered by it. And then I even looked at my wife one day and I said, man, I, I think I want to, um, I don't know if I want to continue this. I'm going uphill all the time. There's always a battle. This is not, I, this is not how life's supposed to be. Like intuitively, I felt like it wasn't supposed to be this way. Like there was something else. And I was like, really, as I was doing some deep, you know, deep seeking, deep soul seeking. And it kept saying like, you already have the answers. You already have the answers. You don't have yeah. to do anything new. Um, I mean, and then it came to a point where I'm like, you know what? Let's change the way the office is. The office wasn't fully directed the way we wanted it to be. We started to let go of patients that didn't align with where we were going with. And we referred them to other chiropractors if they didn't want to work the way we were moving forth in our direction. We took a 40% hit on that. But um, but what ended up happening was, is we we started to do things differently. We started to go based on what I felt. There's a lot of least effort. was the least amount of work to get the greatest game possible. There was, you know, if I truly defined my success in life, or if I'm truly someone of creating my experiences, then there should be a different experience I can go down that's going to be more fulfilling. And yet, not so much work. I mean, I'm not afraid of work, but it's one of the things yeah. where the level I was doing was just, it, that's why I was so burned out all the time. Yeah. And that, that switch, it was, it didn't happen overnight, but it, you know, a little over a year later, um, we went, we got back to our financial peak and it was at that moment where I was more fulfilled because I was doing more. My practice was way was why I wanted it to be, but also I was working 50% less than what I was before. Mm -hmm. And I was able to just not enjoy life more and then choose, you know, my relationship was growing. And now all of a sudden my health was back online uh, to be where it was. My mindset was nice and sharp, like it used to be. And it was one of those things where I was, it's kind of like you wake up from a dream. Yeah. And you're like, what was I doing? Like, how did I get lost? <laughs> like literally yeah. I kept saying to myself, like, how did I, like, I knew these things because my background's in energy healing too. As I was going through mm -hmm. chiropractic school, I studied energy healing and uh, all these different principles. And, and I took all that plus my, my, my neuroscience, understanding the brain and all these other stuff. And I applied it to create this, but it was one of those things I was just like, it, 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 literally I would tell my wife I'm like how did we do that like how did I yeah. I don't know how we you know and if you, you're like you were like not that person and you like woke up and you're just like all of a sudden it's like here you go this is how you're supposed to do things and I was just like or how this is now you're living your life really yeah and I was just like wow and that was uh, that was a big pivotal moment for me and then that's what inspired me to start seeking and wanting to coach entrepreneurs and business owners yeah. that's where that motivation or inspiration came from. Cause then I'm like, you know what they, I looked at society as a whole. I'm like, we're doing way too much more than we should be. Yeah. But yet then I looked at the, uh, the business and entrepreneur world. I'm going, they do way too, there's too many copying. And I don't mean people copying someone else in a sense. It's like, they're not living their truth. Kind of yeah. like what happened to me. Yes. I was successful from the outside. Yes. I had a huge impact in my community. Yes. I looked, I had all the stuff that you'd be like, wow, this guy's very successful in what he does. But that wasn't me. That wasn't Vic Manzo at a soul level. That was just Vic Manzo learning from all these people to be successful of what their definitions were, but not what mattered most to me. I think 
Thank you so much for sharing. There's a few big things that pop out at me there. One, um, and they're all, of course, connected, um, redefining success and just honing into the the cultural programming, the matrix, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, that we receive that are that is dictating our belief system at a subconscious level and how that affects what it is not only we're creating and our external lived reality, but what we're also experiencing within ourselves and in our lived reality internally and the, the landscapes and the stories and the dialogues that we're having with ourselves. And you had said, you know, it, it, even before you made the switch, that, that thought of if I define my success, right? It's not only like, you know, if if the way that I'm I'm taking action in the world is going to get me certain results, but it's also at an even more core level, at the deepest level, it's like, what does success feel like to me? What does that even mean? And it's different for everyone. And and that's the thing. It's that that really pops through is just having the the courage to listen to that voice within yourself that was saying, you already have all the answers because we all do, right? 100%. I mean, as a soul, we come in, we, we, we can always, we can always tap into that, right? There's, we're yeah. knowing. So we have that essence. And the problem is we get so much wrapped into this knowingness of learning things in the information era that really we didn't come here just to learn things. We came here to experience as a soul. This is where I take my spirituality aspect into things because it's like uh, a lot of what I teach and what I do is all about, you know, get out and experience, get into the feelings, let the feelings yeah. guide you. This is what your soul wants to experience. It's why it comes here. Um, because if it was just to retain information, uh, it already knows all that stuff. And if yeah. it doesn't know, if your soul doesn't know everything, it has access to it instantaneously like this. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to know things. I want to experience it. And, and the, the kind of way I've, I kind of explain it is like, you can study all day of how to make brownies, but eventually you have to go and practice and make the brownies. Yes. And that's what, that's what it is coming here to earth is like, we, we come to that experience and say, okay, I've been prepping for this. Now I'm ready to go in and let's see what happens here. Let's see. I have an agenda of what I want to get. I want to learn and not learn, but experience as I come through here to discover. And, um, so it's one of those things we're trying to get people to not only get into that element of what I'm sharing there, but also the feelings that is what connects us to our soul to know that we're in that alignment of what we really wanted to experience here. Um, because feelings is our gateway to our connection to that aspect. And when, and our feelings can actually guide us. Uh, if we really become more aware, especially from our body, our body's so advanced in so many ways. Um, if we can tune Such amazing more, technology. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I tell people all the time, chiropractors, we study the body more than anyone else out there. And I remember in school, they were like, we only know about one to 10% what the body actually can do. And I was like, one to 10%. They're like, yeah, from the genome, from the genome project, mm -hmm. they, when they studied the genes, they, they found the first of all, they, they had it all wrong of what we thought, how many genes we really have. I think a fruit fly has more genes than us, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> it's true. Pretty, pretty fascinating, isn't that? It is, yeah. <laughs> but then you take it even further and they looked and they go, well, we thought we had 100,000. We have less, right around 25. But then they're like, and on top of it, um, 
there is all these control systems like hormones, all these other things. And they're like, you know, they, based on the genes, there's all these levels of it. And yeah, we only know that small percentage. So it was fascinating. And that kind of showed me like, it made me more appreciative of being a chiropractor because we don't act like we know everything. We just work with that power and uh, try to enhance that power that's within us. Um, it's consciousness really at the end of the day, but um but yeah, coming from that, that kind of that place of understanding the body, I mean, the body is so fascinating. And if we can just tap back into this a little bit more and stop being yeah. so disconnected, it can really be a game changer and really guide us to where we want to go in our life and, and, and so forth. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a reason that we physically manifested into human form <laughs> so that we can experience all of those beautiful hormones that give us floods of, of emotion. Uh, emotionality and the information that that holds. Um, and you, you said something about um, that, you know, soul's purpose and coming and incarnating into this life for this physical experience. And, and then when I think about um, the mindset piece, I've been I've been in a kind of a mindset event today. So I'm like, super dialed into that. But one of the things that that's coming up is, um, you know, when we're thinking about rewiring our brain and when we're thinking about tapping into manifesting and co-creating our future and, and feeling it as if it really exists, there's that's it's holistic. There's then that there's that third piece. We need to integrate and embody that reality through inspired action in the world. So I can say an affirmation till I'm blue in the face till the cows come home. Right. I can, you know, visualize or, you know, have the emotional connection to a vision board all day long. But until I'm like actually taking consistent action and practicing, that's when the magic really takes root. And so I'm curious, because um, I know this is this is your jam. Um, if you could speak a little bit to, you know, that that process, I know you, you've gone through it yourself in, in business and in your own life, but of of that rewiring of the brain, diving into rewriting limiting beliefs and, um, you know, surfing the waves of the subconscious mind. So much to dive into this. Yes. I, um, I love this stuff. So we'll, we'll take it piece by piece. So it's one of those things that we've all we're, we're all conditioned right? We're all conditioned in some way, shape or form. We're all programmed in some way, shape or form. We all come from that age of zero to seven and it all starts around that time frame. And so when we get older, since it's in our subconscious, we're very unaware of it. It's the blind spots we have in life that we don't realize, but there are ways, you know, limiting belief is just what we give our power. To. I mean, belief is a belief. We just knew there's a limiting, there's empowering. We can choose other labels to add to that. But um, but what happens is, is those beliefs are actually constructs that exist until we stop giving our power to it. Stop can I pause for one second? Can we just yeah. define belief? A belief is like, for me, the way I kind of explain it is a belief is like a code. Um, I, I was in computers before I got into chiropractic. So it was like, if you ever look at a code, right, there's an input and it runs the code and there's an output. No matter what, when the input comes in, the code's always going to run unless you change that code. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a way of how life is going to be run and con constructed in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's so when like you look, saying this is true. It's the it's your truth for you because yeah. whatever you believe is what's going to be your reality. Yeah, and and so that's the that's a belief, and so then we have 
you know, do we have limiting belief, which is basically just the essence of what doesn't serve us. In other words, it holds us back. It keeps us in a, I call it a mental prison in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously empowering is one that empowers you to achieve like, wow, this is what I want to have desire. And this is what we're going to do. So we all have empowering beliefs and we have limiting, but we can change them. I mean, literally like changing the code, you rewrite the code. All it is is simple. It sounds it's not easy. It's simple though, because all you do is just It's change. simple, but it's not simplistic. <laughs> no, it, it, there's work behind this. When I work with yeah. clients, I tell them like, they're like, well, let's work. We, we discover a limiting belief. They get all excited and they're like, how do I change this? And it's like, well, here's the simplicity of it all. Just choose an empower, like thank that limiting belief for being here in your life. It served the purpose. It was for survival. So be appreciative of it. We want to have gratitude. And then just choose whatever wording you want to go with after. And then you just want to make sure that here comes the neuroplasticity side. Here comes that the, the rewiring of the brain now. Now we have to develop a system to keep your mind fresh on the new one because it's going to keep going back to the old one. Yeah. Because a lot of times people, you hear this all the time, you can instant, instantaneously change. And I'm not saying you can't. I, but what I am saying, though, from a neurological perspective, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. And I'm just yeah. speaking from neurologically, neuro, neuro, neurology. I'm not, I'm not saying anything else, but from a neurological perspective, you have to rewire that brain. Your brain doesn't just cut something off and create a new connection. What the brain does is it takes away energy from one side and will reconnect to take that energy to another. And it's just a process to, to develop that. So when you're creating that, that empowering belief, I always love to build a system around how can we be reminded and catch ourselves being stuck in that limiting belief or because your mind's mm-hmm. going to go back to that same way. It's still there. Your body too. Your body's, your body is your past in a sense. So it's one of those things where I always use like a, I love this. It's a, I use like a bracelet or a rubber band and it's just a great way to, and you can do this in two different ways. Um, and you can use this tool for a thousand people use this for thousands of things. I, I love it. It's the most simplistic tool that I, uh, I swear, I think I've been, ta- I'm, I've been talking about that. Like I think with five clients today, I was blue in the face talking about like, you got to use the bracelet thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they appreciate it because they're like, that makes sense. Because what happens is the bracelet thing, there's two things that you do. Depending on the individual that you are, um, you can use a rubber band. And whenever time you get tr- catch yourself, because it's a feeling, I, t- I train my clients to understand there's a feeling that comes up and you'll know that's your limiting belief, right? Because you discovered it. Then you really, I hone in on like, what does that feel like? Let's go to that limiting belief. You feel mm-hmm. that? Okay. Anytime you're in that state of that belief coming, because it may not, you may not think it consciously, but you want to, you're going to feel it. When it shows up, you know, that's the limiting belief. You take a moment, we stop. You, you, can, you can either snap the rubber band on your wrist because your brain looks for pain and pleasure. So once you hit a little bit of a pain, the brain's like, what the heck just happened? And it's going to yeah. kind of like reset you for a second. For those who don't like to do that, you don't have to. You can just switch it over to the other side. And it's just, it comes anno- annoying after a while because you're like, oh my goodness, I got to change it again. I was thinking of that. I can't, you know, the feeling came. Um, and then what happens is when you switch that, then you just change it to empowering belief, the one that you stated. And you just constantly do that. It's just a reminder, just an awareness to start training your brain to look in that realm. But that is not the only thing you have to do because a lot of times people think, oh, great. It's just like an affirmation. Just keep writing the affirmations. Well, writing an affirmation does anything. Add emotion to it, put the feeling in, well, now it gets a little bit more empowering. Now we're attaching some stuff to it. And the same thing with the belief. And I sometimes will even go into, um, you can tell I go to layers with this and then I'll even say, sometimes visualize it if you need yeah. to, right? Tap into a visualization of that belief and see yourself already there with it too, and get the feeling involved. Now we're like, I call that's like my Jedi level where it's like, all of a sudden you're adding all these things into the mix. And some of my clients will get like, okay, that's a lot. Like, okay, then just do the, just do the reprogram with the feeling. Yeah. I'm like, you don't, you can keep it simple. I'm just saying there's layers on what you can do with this. Um, 
but then it eventually over time it will start to become automatic and then you don't have to think about it anymore and it's just like you had your old limiting belief that it was just running all the time on its own well this is going to be the exact same thing because you finally got it wired into the brain and now it's in the subconscious the subconscious heard it enough times but more importantly this is why the feeling's important you you can i'm not going to say you can't you can take something consciously and keep saying it over and over and over and over again. And eventually it may, it will go into the subconscious. It may, I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but the subconscious was programmed based on feelings and an image. Mm-hmm. If you go to the image and the, and, and the feelings and use that, it's a lot faster to, to program it into that subconscious because that's what it works off. Yeah. And so it's one of the things I'll share with my clients to utilize to shift. And then it's like, now all of a sudden they're like, once we get through one, they're like, great. I can't believe I broke through that one. And I'm, and then they're like, do you think there's any more? I'm like, Oh yeah, there's, there's plenty of degrees to it. And they're like, they're like, what do you mean? I'd be like, I've been working at this for 15 years and I still find new ones. They come out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Like my, my wife will send me a reel on something. I'll listen to it. It'll be talking about something in your childhood. And, and then all of a sudden, and I go, are you sending this before me? Or are you sending this for you? I'm confused because you're hitting like a deep chord in me. I get the feeling and I can feel this like heaviness. And I'm going, dang it. That's, I never even thought of that. Wow. That's a whole new level to what I thought I healed on. And I'm like, that makes sense. Like it was something about like why some people get really loud. Like I'm very loud. I'll, I'll, and especially in conversations, I get louder and louder and louder. And, and, and she'll be, and, and then when I read whatever it was, I can't remember what it was exactly, but I was like, dang, that's from my childhood. Wow. That's something new. And that's, that may not be a limiting belief, but it was something of behaviorally that yeah. I had, which beliefs dictate your behaviors and your habits. And so I was like, wow, that's something new. I'm like, here we go. Add that to the list. Yeah. I love that. I, I love the practice of it. Um, I think even just, you know, adding the feeling to the new empowering belief and then the practice of shifting the bracelets of bringing it into like a physical action. It's so liberating when we realize that we truly are the writers of our own story and our destiny and that we can choose whatever we want to believe and make it so and and there's also the flip side of that or like the shadow aspect of that i think is for me what comes up when i'm thinking in realms of like radical responsibility and really taking ownership of my agency and my power to choose um it's feelings of like the victim in me that that wants to blame and wants to point and wants to give my power away and really just you know again i i love that you acknowledge this i think it's one of the reasons we vibed initially right there's that acknowledgement that understanding that like thank you right like thank you ego victim (laughs) place within myself like i I appreciate all the work you've done to keep me safe and to help me to survive, to get to this place where I can reflect at a level that I can see you and understand your motivation, say thank you, but no thank you. (laughs) Thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to choose something different because that doesn't actually serve me anymore and it doesn't really protect me anymore. Um, And that is so empowering. And I think being able to look at that and see at an even deeper level, because as you said, we're, you know, you or you're talking about the deeper levels. I always think of us as being these multidimensional onions, <laughs> these spiritual multidimensional onions. Um, but at an even deeper level than looking and seeing, you know, in what way did that specific belief 
serve me? How did it serve me? What, because if I keep going back to it, right, it's, it's, yes, there's that element of neuroplasticity and like, that's where I'm kind of wired and programmed to go, but it's for a reason. It's because there's a benefit there that is perceived by me at some level of self. And so then, you know, digging a little deeper, stepping into that role of, of curious observer around what, what it is that I'm benefiting from. For example, you know, I think the hardest thing for me with that was when I was chronically ill and I was in this space of like, I was so, so sick and I didn't start to really see major momentum and traction with my healing until I could really acknowledge what I was benefiting from that experience that I had learned as a kid, which is that I get to rest. People take care of me, <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, there's some few, a few other things, but that, that was really hard. That felt really, really difficult to admit. Um, and so, you know, just creating that space to, to say thank you and to observe and see how it has served in the past but knowing it's not serving anymore and then making that empowered choice to show up differently for myself. I love that. That's just huge. I mean, it's one of those things where when you can get to that level, then it's like, what's next? What's, what's, yeah. what's possible now? Yeah. Because, and then, you know, and realizing one of the things is, and this is something I, I learned uh, just, you know, a few years back where I was looking at a lot of the stuff. I was like, man, there's so many layers. Why is this? Why is that? And I started realizing like, well, let's think about what's the brain do? What's the brain's main objective? And that is to keep us comfortable and survive, right? Mm -hmm. And so now I was like, wow, man, my, I must have went through a lot of survival techniques to, you know, I developed to survive as best as I possibly can in this life. So that way I can have my best fighting chance for survival. And I'm like, man, I'm so appreciative of that. Yeah. You know, like being appreciative for that. Cause a lot of times, you know, when I was in the, when I was going through energy healing stuff and learning spirituality and all these things, everyone was always, you got to kill the ego. The ego's our enemy and blah, blah, blah. And I always sat there and I was like, that I, I, I they had me there for a second. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I was there for a little bit. I won't lie. You know, I was like, okay, let's join this. Let's join this war. But then I remember in a meditation, I'll never forget it. And it was always, it came up and it, and it was showing me like the universe, nature, and the body. And I went to the body first because I was studying that. And I was like, okay, let's go there. And it was like, everything in life comes out, is all out of, the body only creates things out of a need, not a want. Yeah. And so I was like, hmm, okay. And then I was like, is that how it is in nature? And I was like, absolutely. And I go, how about the universe? They go, absolutely. And I go, what about a soul? Absolutely. So I kept getting the same answer. And I was like, okay, great. So if that's true, then why the heck do I think the ego is bad? I was like, it doesn't make sense. The ego exists for a reason. There's a purpose yeah. and there's a self, it's a beautiful purpose. And then I started to shift my perspective. And then all of a sudden I started to see like, oh, wow, look at that. Here comes this and this. And of course it was a long journey. But when I came back at this again, talking about like solving that and think I did, then like, you know, 10 years later, I'm going back to it and I'm going, oh, wow, this is a lot more deeper than I thought. This is survival to help us. And, and it's doing its best purpose and job. And then, then after I was like, I, I was really, I got to know a moment. I was even getting emotional about it. Cause I was like, I'm so appreciative of that, you know, even though this is what it led to in my life and I'm dealing with this right now, but it helped me get through those moments. And then I had a, then it comes to that teaching moment where it's like, thank you. But now you've done your job, go ahead and I'll release you to the universe. There's someone else who may need that for survival. Um, but I'm going to, from here moment on, choose 
a different route because I don't need it anymore. And this is where, you know, a lot of people talk about inner child work because it's yeah. really, you're talking to your inner child and just kind of mm-hmm. letting it know, Hey buddy. Like, I, I mean, when I started learning about inner child work years and years ago, I was blown away of how they're really, I mean, I always say adults are just children with big bodies. Yeah. And when you look at that from a neurological perspective, a subconscious limiting beliefs, all these things that we're talking about, the conditioning mind, um, it's really true. At the age yeah. of seven, after that, the brain thinks that this is life. And so then it develops all this stuff on top of those, that, that, that primitive time of our life, an impressionable mind of everything gets imprinted. And, uh, but to communicate and connect with your inner child and just dive deep in with it and just have a conversation. Or sometimes I tell yeah. people, go pick an image out of it when you were a kid at four, five, six years old and just stare at it. And just just keep staring. I love that. that <laughs> I'm holding up a picture of I think I'm four or five in this image of me of me blow drying a Barbie doll's hair. I <laughs> love that. See, I, there we go. I resonate so much with that. I and I do. I and I mix up the image sometimes, and it it has really helped me in my this inner inner child work with having more grace and compassion for myself on my own journey of you know radical self-love but also for others right like it it helps me hold other people in so much more compassion and have so much more grace and patience when i can connect with their inner child now that doesn't mean i don't have boundaries and i'm gonna just let everybody walk all over me right (laughs) i'm much less likely to get in a place of reactivity when I'm able to, to connect with that. And I, I feel that so much. We are just little kids. <laughs> when we think developmentally, like what, what those early childhood experiences were and how they wired our nervous systems, we're, we're acting those, those stories and those beliefs out um, and reacting within those narratives still until we get that clarity and, and are able on our healing journey to have this the reflective space to recognize it within ourselves. 100%. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool process to go through. And I mean, and again, there's still things I'm coming up. Sometimes we're like, hey, buddy, how you doing today? You know, I got you here. This is coming up. And then I, I'll, you know, like you said, grab a different image. And it's sometimes, you know, if I can't understand something, I just stare at that image and stare and stare and stare and I'll get emotional and I'll start to cry. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm tapping into this deeper level and I'm like, oh, wow, there it is. I feel him. I feel, I feel myself at that age. And then I can start to feel what I thought when I, you know, and it's just a cool experience to go through. And it's really, that is, you know, cause then you're like, for me, you're getting to that root and it's just like now I can like sometimes it's literally like I have a four-month-old daughter now and it's so cool because I'm like it, it talk about healing congratulations oh thank you so much it's, it's <laughs> an absolute joy I love every aspect yes. of this I'm like man I mean we waited a little bit and I'm uh but I'm like at this you know but again we wanted to work on ourselves more and we're happy we did because now we're extremely well more more um I won't say aware we're more I don't even want to say patient we're just more present in there every you moment. are yeah and, uh, but when we talk about healing work, I mean, it's like, it's just seeing when I see her, it's like, also, I see the reflection of me at that yeah. age, even though I don't have any memory of it, but it's, it's one of those things where just having that connection and wanting to work more on that inner child. And it's like, it's a cool journey. It really it is. is. And it is a journey, right? It's, and it's not linear, you know, we do continually re-experience different 
what can feel like, I have to remind remind myself of this constantly, right? It's like, oh, am I here again? It's like, no, (laughs) never the same river twice, right? It's like a different, it's a different layer. It, It has, you know, maybe it's an echo or maybe it's related, but that, you know, we are on that, that healing journey and that it isn't linear. And so, you know, we can give ourselves permission to just be as we are. And it's not a race. <laughs> We're never fully arrived. <laughs> now, and if you think it's a race or if you think that, that's just your ego kicking in and the mind yeah. kicking in, you know, and saying, oh, you should be at this level by now. And it's just like, Hey, we're all on our own journey, doing our own work. And, and, and when we're, whenever we're at that vibe or when we're ready for it, then we will clear that out. But again, just like anything, there's always another layer to go deeper. Yeah, There's, there's always, always another, another layer. layer. Well, I'm so, I, I love hearing about uh, looking at the image of yourself as a child and like opening yourself up to let the emotions come through. I think it can feel a little paradoxical for us sometimes as highly sensitive and intuitive beings as empaths right we feel so much that one of the survival strategies that we've adopted is numbing out dissociating and disconnecting and so um can you speak a little bit to that both from your experience personally and then you know any resources you might have to help support the the reconnecting and and having a space that feels brave enough to feel oh yeah i mean that was my life i mean it was one of those things where um i can you know like i like man you're really good at handling stressful situations you're like the person to go to and i'm like yeah i can um but what i realized in life though is when i went through whenever i went through something that was stressful i check out you wouldn't see it but i check out and i wouldn't be myself like even you know it's one of those things and i've seen it and i still catch it from time to time it's just different layers that show up uh, again, different aspects of my life, like whatever it may be, I'll just, I won't be like 100% present in that moment. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's not like me choosing. It's yeah. just my natural norm I'll go to because it's part, it's part of your default mode of your brain, what you've been conditioned as a child, whenever stress hits, you're going to go back to whatever, how you handle things from that survival. It's just a natural survival mechanism of the brain. And, um, so it, 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 it's great because I can, I can still, I can be like non-emotional, non-reactive and be very calm in a situation. Then I will handle it later. But what it does for me in life, even though it's good on one aspect, it's, there's also another side to that, which is then I'm not present emotionally. I'm not sharing my emotions. I won't share, uh, them with someone. I'll do it more in closed doors. Uh, just because it's, it's whatever the moment may be or whatever that is. But cause I, growing up, I had so many emotions and I didn't really have good guidance on the handle that mm-hmm. So I had, a, I was more of like, I grew up in the era where it was just like, Oh, you're upset. Go over there until you figure it out. Yeah. Oh, you can't sleep because whatever go in your bedroom and just, we'll put on some soft music and you'll figure that out. And, and it yeah. wasn't nothing against my parents. My parents are absolutely amazing. It was just, there was, they just didn't have the tools or the support to help someone like myself. And culturally as well, um, as someone who identifies and presents as a man, like you, there's even fewer resources for you <laughs> to be growing able to navigate it, the fields. <laughs> growing up in Italian culture, exactly, even more so, yes. And it's, you know, so it was one of those things where I, because growing up, I remember I would always connect more with females than I would with males. And I didn't understand that for, there's a few different reasons why, but, um, but one of, we're speaking on emotions and it was one of those things where I can feel like I can talk to, 
to a female a lot easier and compared to a male they're not you know emotions aren't the norm i mean now my male relationships the ones that i have that are close to me we are very open about how we feel mm-hmm. or what's going on in our life there's no hiding there's no ego there's none of that stuff it's just like man today sucked you know which like it's just man this is where i'm at uh or i'm overwhelmed today and it's like cool man let's chat about that let's talk about it this is this is life this is what i like to talk about not the the sports or what happened here or there because that's just that doesn't do anything for us yeah, it's cool entertainment, but it doesn't do anything for our lives. Let's get into some of the deeper stuff. But that's been, you know, it, it, it's, been, it's been one of those journeys. And those affect me in a lot of different ways. Relationships, mm. business. I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't just one or the other. And I didn't know, you know, for me, it was like, okay, how do I learn to overcome this? How do I, I, I always knew I wanted to be more vulnerable. I wanted to be more expressive in a nice way. Um, and because I would just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was exploded. I wasn't hot headed or anything. Um, my demeanor is very calm for the most part. Like my wife, so I was like, I've never seen you. Like, I think we've been together for 10 years. I think she's only seen me get, I don't know if she's ever seen, I think she saw me get mad once. And she's just like, I've never seen you get upset. And I've seen you that you were upset. And I was like, yep, I was upset. And she's just like, <laughs> she's like I do not want to see that in you ever again. And she goes, I'm not used to seeing you upset. I'm like, you know, when I'm bothered, I'm bothered. I, you hit up, you, you've pushed me to the end. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, I felt like it robbed me of life in some ways because I, mm. I didn't know how to, because I really believe that from a relationship standpoint, not just, you know, partner, but in, in, in friends and family and so forth, it's, it's really the, the, the depth of that conversation and being open with them is really enriches, not only that relationship, but it enriches, enriches our lives more. Yeah. Like I love when, when a buddy can reach out and he wants to celebrate something, I am all there with him. Let's talk about it. Let's celebrate. When he wants to get down and share something that's, um, you know, affecting him and he's in the dumps or we're not feeling great. I love to be there for them. It's just part of life. And the same thing for me. And I think we celebrate, you know, celebrating the ups and downs is always, um, you know, we try to like, we don't want to pay attention to the downs and just focus on the ups. And it's like, but life is up and down. Like, yeah. you know, it's one of those things we we embrace together and, and be able to express on that level um, is really freeing and, and, and it really helps you become, at least for me, it did become more whole. I had to just start practicing and I read a ton of books and trying yeah. to figure all this stuff out. Um, to where I can understand these things of emotions, what's mine, what isn't. And then, like I said, my wife always likes to send videos from time to time. And then she brought up one, she's like empath. If you're like very sensitive and you're, you can read people, you're always reading the room and reading people. She's like, it's because you came from a very stressful environment growing up as a kid. And she's, and then they go through this whole explanation. I look and I go talking about layers. Cause this just came up. So I thought I'd share and I'm going son of a gun. There's a, no other freaking layer I didn't know about. That. I just thought it was because I'm intuitive and I'm an empath and I could feel energy. And she's and 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 I'm not saying I'm I, I can't, but it's a survival mechanism. Yeah. And way the way guy was explaining, I sat there and I was like, wow. I'm like I'm mind blown. I'm like, okay, yeah. here's something now I have to be more aware of. How I do think I about that, that all the time, like that nature versus nurture, and how it's really both. So there's like. I think we have natural intuitive and spiritual gifts that we signed up for in this in this lifetime. And um, I think you know, kind of like epigenetics, like some of those things are going to be more um, switched on because of traumatic capital T or lowercase t experiences that we've had in early childhood. Um, and, you know, maybe folks who um, you know, have, that's why I think too, you can see folks who are highly sensitive people, but who aren't empaths, 
right? It's like, you know, that you can have some of those traumatic experiences and still be a highly sensitive person, but that's a different experience than being an empath and having those like spiritual and intuitive gifts. But it's so interesting to think about how we come in and the level of personality and how we create and co-create and shed and recreate our identities throughout this process that is life and just the full like vibrancy and breadth and diversity of emotional color that exists and because of how we're wired as you said early earlier to you know for for safety for security for comfort there's a tendency to want to live in the neutral palettes, but that's not why we're here. And um, I love Susan Davis. She's a psychologist. She um, she wrote the book. I think it's called Emotional Agility, and she talks about um, and she's a coach and a therapist. And and she talks about clients coming to her after having you know some kind of really horrible experience or experiencing a lot of suffering and they're saying, oh, like I never want to experience that again. Like I just want to feel good or I, I, I don't ever want to go through adversity. Um, and she's like, those are dead people goals. <laughs> I talk about that all the time because when she said that, I literally laughed out loud. It's like, those are dead people goals. It's like, we're here to have that that emotional agility and that experience of navigating through that world. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, it's like when I worked with patients, they like, I, I educated a lot on what causes imbalances in our body and how it's overloaded stress and blah, blah, blah. And most people be like, I just don't want to have stress anymore. I was like, don't say that. Don't say that. And they're like, why? I'm like, because the moment you don't have stress is the moment you don't exist in this physical world anymore. So like, Oh yeah. Now you put it that way. Um, but yeah, it's true. But then again, you got to also look at, you know, what the brain is always going to do. It's always going to pull you to comfort all the time. Yeah. Like again, it's, it's natural tendency. Some people say, well, you've got to teach your brain how to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Well, I agree, but you have to also be making sure you're keeping yourself in check to make sure you're not getting into comfort that you are stretching yourself quite often, but you got to take time for rest too. Cause a lot of time, again, business world, right? Just constantly yeah. be uncomfortable, can't push in the ice. It's like, hold up. You, you can do a little bit of it and then take a step back, relax, regroup, recenter process. And yeah. then you can go and do it again. And again, life is, it's not about like getting as much we we live in a world where it's all about, uh, and I see this in the business coaching side when people talk about making money or things along that nature where it's like, how fast can you do it? Right. Yeah. All about that speed. And I'm like, Oh, that's not that's ego man that's all yeah. ego like also how about just the mind fuck of it is you can get comfortable being uncomfortable to the point that that then feels like the the norm and the safe place to go whether it's being a workaholic and pushing yourself all the time or you know whatever or you know being in a toxic relationship or fill in the blank Exactly. And that's the other side of that coin, right? Because I, I was there at one point where it was like, okay, I got to be uncomfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. All right, I'm going to keep constantly changing things. I'm going to keep doing. And next thing you know, I'm like up here. Nothing was like, not, not calm, not, but just in a sense of like, I would say harmonic balance. Nothing was like that. Mm. It was always like, here comes one spin here, and then here comes something over here. And I was always just like, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's another trap. And it was what you just brought up there. And I was like, okay, there's good. There's a good, there's a point where I need to change. If things are going well and things are in a flow state, then good. I'm not touching it. 
let it continue being, I'll keep the energy and the focus there. And eventually when it doesn't, then I'm like, okay, now it needs my attention. Let's go ahead and let's focus. And let's, if I have to get uncomfortable with something great, but I'll let my intuition guide me instead of my mind trying to get in the way again and, and thinking, oh, this is what you need to do here. This is how you do this here. And this is what you do over here. And it's, uh, we're so, and it's so much harder in today's world because we're such in an information era. We don't realize how much our minds are dictating our lives. Yeah. And a lot of what I try to, I try, I work on with my clients is like, okay, let's throw the mind out the door and let's get into feeling. And they're always just like, hold up here. And I'd be like, the stronger the mind I work with, the harder it is to get them in the feelings. And, and, and I'm like, because the feelings are going to dictate, you're bringing it up earlier about the law of inspired action. And it's, it's one of those things about, you know, for those who are listening, it could be like, well, hold on here. The mind has, we have to take action or need effort. And it's like, no, I mean, once you get in these states and you really have that, you really compass within and listen from within, you'll always take action at the right time, at the right place, when you are ready for that action to be taken. And you will yield the results that you're seeking because you 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 set the vibe and you set that pla- place where you want to, where, where you need to be at. I love that. I, I literally just took like this huge sigh and felt my nervous system like regulating and resetting with you speaking those words because it feels so good to hear that and it's so true it's like that leaning into and the trust and the knowing um that it it all is right and we're we're safe and we're good and we're here and and i love to i think this is one of the things we really resonate and vibe on together is um what i see reflected in you talking about the head and the heart moving from the head and the heart there's the element of the masculine and the feminine and then also the science and spirituality of it all and i think you do a really beautiful job um and i'm sure you have to do this pretty consistently as a business and spirituality coach right of like talking to folks who are a little bit more in their logical brain and not of their feeling self but bridging that gap between science and spirituality and, and, you know, seeing, seeing that Venn diagram, um, and, or as I like to say, there are two sides of the same coin. Um, and I was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit in your experience around that. Yeah. I mean, cause like I said, anytime you bring up spiritual concepts in a business world, or when you say things like, I say things like effortless success and things along that nature. And they're always just like, what the heck's this guy talking about? <laughs> um, he's selling snake oil and this is woo stuff. This is not what I signed up for because most of the time people looking for business stuff or they want the logical, they want the linear, they want it to be a step-by-step process. And I'm like, yep, that's not me. Uh, and I'm so appreciative of being a chiropractor first because chiropractic is not a step. I mean, you can argue, some people may argue that it is, but it isn't. It's an individual customized approach yeah. to someone. Each, it's root, root cause. Yeah. And it, and the thing is, I always tell my, I always do tell my patients all the time, like you're, what I'm doing with you is with you and that's it. There's no other, I mean, the adjustments, I may do the same adjustment to someone else. Let's say the exact same side, everything, blah, 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 blah. But what you're, how the body's going to respond, the layers we're working on, because I don't know what's, what the layers are. I mean, there's so many things that are going on. Uh, it's way beyond my pay grade. But I'm like, but that's individual to you and what you mm-hmm. need at this time. Because the technique I use would always communicate with the body to see what does the body need at this moment, which I love because it took me out of the picture. So I wasn't yeah. allowing my thinking mind to come in. Um, not saying I, you know, couldn't figure things out, but it's so much easier to let the doctor, which yeah. is the, I always tell my patients, you're the doctor. I'm just a yeah. facilitator and to take me out of that equation. But when it comes to, you know, when we look at things from, uh, uh, the business or, you know, science and spirituality, I am so appreciative for quantum physics. It's oh, really, 
<laughs> it has come around and it's, it's married like all this ancient before i mean i don't know quantum physics has been around for a while but it's one of those things like some of the newer stuff that's been coming up but like before it was just all woo woo stuff or this is uh you know three thousand years ago five thousand years ago ah they didn't know what they're talking about and now quantum physics is coming around and going yeah they those those ancient uh that's people back in the idea. day <laughs> dang they had it right especially they the magic principles <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you know, something that was 7,000 was, I think, Hermetic Principles came out, what, 7,000 years ago or something like that? It's just crazy. 7,000 years ago, they were stating these things, and yet quantum physics has come around saying, yep, that person was correct. That was was, was 100% dead on. It's like in chiropractic, the guy who created chiropractic. We're just starting to, like, a lot of the new neural stuff that's coming out in the last, like, 10 years has been supporting everything he's been saying since 1900. It's Same with Maya Fascia release and you know, John F. Barnes creating that out. He didn't create that technique until the seventies, but still he, he got left. He was a chiropractor. He kind of got laughed out of the chiropractic physical therapist field because of the woo woo-ness. And now they're like, oh yeah, there are photons floating in micro microtubal fascial networks within the body that allow you to communicate at the speed of light. Like, oh. And there's also like a lot of more nerve interventions going on there and the how to, cause I know a lot of the, I, uh, with my pediatric training, I do a lot of, uh, fascial stuff for pregnancy and kids or infants. And it's, uh, it's fascinating how to unwind it. And it's just like yeah. chiropractors are embracing, like unwinding the stuff, what it does, how it stores the emotional, emotional, uh, emotional memories and stuff like that. It's so that we can go down a whole rabbit hole with that, but it's, it's, it's so great to see the quantum physics side come because this is where I see left brain, right brain, right? Left brain is logical, linear, stuff like that. And we have the right brain, which is always more abstract thinking. I say human form, spiritual form. And I only say it that way because the brain on the left side can only process like seven bits of information plus or, plus or minus two per second, where research shows it's about a million to two million bits of information of what the right side of the brain can process. And that's like, you know, thinking from a spiritual side, you can, you can take in so much more. You may not comprehend it, but there's so much going on. That's why I love feeling so much because a feeling to you versus a feeling to me, there's a lot of data underneath that feeling that's going to yeah. mean something. And so when we look at that perspective, when like a lot of the work I, I do, um, like the first thing I work on with my clients is all about vision. And I don't think we give vision enough credit for what it's needed. You have to have a vision in life. And, and it's not me just saying that Bible says it, there's other scriptures that say it, there's ancient wisdom through 3000 years ago, the power of vision, how only you can imagine, you only can experience what you see in your head or in your mind, um, things along that nature. I mean, quantum physics came around one simple study just one simple study and explains so much. I mean, you can take it on different angles. Um, was the double slit experiment that yeah. they did or the observer effect, right? And for the listeners, if you don't know what that is, it's they're basically, um, long story short, there was two little slits they made and they wanted to see if light acted as a wave when it went through or it acted as a, as a particle. And so when they went, then it was gonna behave a certain way as it came out and create this pattern. So wave or particle. And so what happened was, is when they weren't looking, it showed up in a wave format. And then all of a sudden, uh, when they went to look to see what it would do, the, the light would all of a sudden change and go into a particle, like change its direction and everything. And they're like, oh man, we messed it up. So like, let's redo Cause they tested it a few times, multiple times. And they kept getting the same results. And like, oh, we may have messed it up. Let's, it's not acting the way it should act. Let's change this up. Let's reconfigure it. Then we know the light's going to act, go through here. And it's going to act this way when it does that. It's going to, it's going to go beautifully in this certain way. So they go ahead. It's responding in a wave format. Then all of a sudden they go look again and it does the same thing. And they're like, 
how is this possible? It's like redirecting itself and going, you know, acting in one way versus the way we expect it to. How can light do that? And that's the spookiness, which I love quantum physicists say, like yes. this is the spookiness we're figuring out. We don't, the thing about them, what I appreciate, because scientists are very like linear and this is what it is. And it's in mm -hmm. a little box. Quantum physicists will be like, yeah, we don't, we just know it acts that way. And we'll leave the box open because we don't know, we can't confine it into, it's just, this is what it does. And this is what it makes up. But what the heck does that mean to life? Well, what it means is that that wave format was infinite possibilities, right? It's non-physical. So the wave, you can't see it. That's why I need a sensor to pick it up. It's non-physical. But when they went to look, it's particle, right? So that, that's materialized. That's, that's, in the, that's in the physical realm. And it kept doing this over and over and over again. The only time it happened is when the scientists were looking. Now, what, happened, what does that mean to our life? Well, and before I get into that, they've done other studies with this and they looked at electrons. And they wanted to see is electron way, you know, is it what, which, like, which way does the electron spin? Is it left or is it right? And this was a fascinating one because what they ended up finding out is when they were looking, they just saw the cloud, right? The electrons are moving so fast. It just looks like a cloud. And then when they got a hyper focus in on it, all of a sudden they look and let's say they thought it was turn, rotating right. They look, it would show up right. They did it again and over and over and over. They thought it was left. It was left, right, left. And it just kept doing the same thing. So what does that mean? Well, from a consciousness perspective, that means that how we see something is what it's going to be. We alter the energy or we alter um, the, we can change things from the non-physical to the physical. We can alter basically material, the physical realm by how we see something, mm -hmm. where our attention and focus goes. Now you can take that in many different levels, but the big thing I like to teach my clients is that when you can set your vision, you can be crystal clear on your vision and you are 1%, 100% behind it and believe it. There's nothing that's not going to stop you unless you stop believing in it because you have crystal clarity in your mind. You're seeing your world, your life in this way. And based on the observer effect, you're going to create that in some way, shape or form. Just like I said, what you see in your mind's eyes, what you're going to create in your reality. Just like in the Bible, it says though, people without a, in Proverbs 29, 18, people without a vision will perish. You have to have a vision to thrive. You have to have a vision to move forward to in some way, shape or form. And if you can crystallize that in your mind to see it that crystal clear, you will experience that in your life. That's your potential. As long as you keep feeding it, as long as you believe in it, that that's going to be yours. It's like, it, there's nothing that can interfere with that unless it's you changing the direction. And the, thank you for that. First of all, that nutshell of... The, the two slits and, and the electrons and all of that. It's such a beautiful explanation um, and really graspable. I, I feel like for me, I have such a, a difficult time reteaching, rewording what I've learned about quantum physics. So thank you for that. Um, there's also for our listeners, um, I'm of course gonna blank on the name of it, but if you search quantum physics um, on Amazon Prime, it, like streaming, there's a series um, that's, you know, kind of like a, a National Geographic feeling kind of discovery series about quantum physics, where they walk you through that experiment and other things that make quantum physics feel a little bit more accessible for the layperson. speaking from personal experience. Um, but I love hearing about all of that and thinking about that. And then, and then that piece of that co-creative nature of our beliefs and of our mindset is that it's happening all the time, whether or not you're working with it consciously and intentionally. And so for me, that's like the ultimate invitation to show up to do the work, because if I'm not showing up to do the work, then it's, and again, you know, they came from a place of survival, right? There's nothing wrong with me for having them. We've all experienced different uh, capital T, lowercase t traumas in our life and as kids. And like, 
that's what's written the stories that's what's written those limiting beliefs of that constant narrative that is projecting and co-creating our reality of every moment so if we're not going back in and rewriting those stories for ourselves we're just going to get you know whatever was true for us 20 30 for me now 40 years ago right so I love how you bring that up because it's one of those things where I tell a lot of my clients, like you get into the grind, the hustle, all this stuff. And I said, spiritual, like I had a friend of mine, he one day, he was like, he started getting into spirituality. He was doing all these different sorts of things. And I, I didn't talk to him for years. And he comes back and we were having a chat and he's like, he goes, man, I, I can't believe how this, this spirituality stuff, man, it's intense. Like, this is no joke. This is not lighthearted stuff. This new age fairy stuff that you hear people talk, it ain't that. I'll t-, and he was just sharing some of his stories of what he went through. And I was like, no, this is the real deal, man. This is, this is really the, this is what I call the grind and hustle. This is the, because think about it. You're sharing your stories, what's in our mind or subconscious, right? Imagine you have to think and be, he's, I was talking to a client today and he was like, I just, I'm not that great at manifesting. I have a friend who can manifest. I just can't manifest. And I had to correct him. I said, no, you know how to manifest. You do it all the time. He goes, yeah, but I go, the pro here, I go, I understand where you're coming from. I go, you're not manifesting what you desire. That's what you're trying to explain. He goes, yeah, I can't manifest what I desire. I said, well, if I said you're a great manifester, but you're just not manifest what you desire, there's only one thing that's wrong. It's just where you're putting your focus and attention and where your thoughts are coming from. Yeah. What is showing up every single day? What are the words and the stories you're telling yourself? What are your beliefs? What are you giving energy to? And I'm like, that's what you need to focus on every single day. I'm like, that's what you need to be monitoring. He's like, holy cow, you know how much work that's going to take? I said, whoa, whoa, don't get overwhelmed. Just take one at a time. This isn't, yeah. this isn't, uh, it's not about three months. We're going to have you build what are X, Y, Z. I'm like working with me. This is transformational. It's going to take time. Some people get done with it and they'll pass on something in a day or two. Some people take a month. Some people take six months. I go, I don't care what time frame it takes. I just care about the result at the end of the day. Let's just get there. However it takes. And I'm like, but if you're, I go think about, I remember when I first had, remember I was told like, you have to monitor where you're putting your energy at every single day and every single moment. And I was just like, that is so daunting and overwhelming. I have to be on my eight. I'm like, wow. And they're like, but if you want to manifest everything in your realm, that's what you're going to have to focus on. It's not just meditating or like I thought setting the tone, meditating and just setting my vibe in the day. I'm like, okay, I'm good for the day. Yeah. That was a lie. My wife really showed me that one because I used to share her. (laughs) And I bring her up on this because it was one of those things, like I remember after my meditation, I had a process of doing some stuff. And one of them was I'll send like a text or a video or something of what I appreciate about her for today and honor and love her for. And so I love that. Times, it, it was great. But she would come up sometimes and be like, you're saying you said this to me, but then I saw you a little later and you were like, I was like focused on work. And she'd be like, you were kind of a little short with me. She goes, where's that Vic? The one that texted mm-hmm. me because that Vic here is not there. And she would say that. And all of a sudden I was like, dang, she's got a point. I was like, I have to be more mindful on that. So that's what started opening the door for me. Thankful Mm -hmm. for her. She's like, she's a blessing in my life. And it's one of those things I started to look and go, okay, I got to work on that. And then I started to see that here. Then I started to see it in my business. I started to see, and I was just like, wow, okay, this is going to be some work, but I will get this. I will master this in some way, shape or form. Just take one thing at a time and you do it. And eventually all of a sudden you don't have to monitor it as much anymore. Because you'll just all of a sudden be in the subconscious. And it's the same thing we were sharing earlier. And that's what I was telling my client. And he was just like, he's like, all right, I got some work to do. I said, don't, don't see it as work. Just see it as fun, joy, and play. You got a feedback system. That's always going to get back to you to let you know, where are you at? And you can always tweak it along the way and just for, you know, have come, not forgive yourself, have compassion for yourself. Yeah. 
you're navigate no with grace exactly you know yeah. have some have, have you no one gets it right the first time they don't get it right maybe the fifth the hundredth the 200 who cares don't get caught up in how long it takes just enjoy the process as yeah. you're learning because when you get to the other side of this man fulfillment oh it's going to be beyond belief and the confidence of what you have is going to be so monumental because now you're going to take what you learned there and it's going to be a lot easier to apply to the next. And that's yeah. a lot easier to apply to the next. And then all of a sudden you'll have a system in place to support you every step of the way. And, and then if so you like, fall, you have a system that's there to help you more easily with, with less resistance and yes. more faith actually get up and figure out how to move, how to move forward. Totally. Yeah. It's one of those things like I love using children as an example. And it's, it's like, I always, I use an example of how an infant will go from crawling to walking, right? Yeah. And they don't get all boggled in trying to figure this out or how many times have they tried or why haven't I started walking after a month? They don't. They're they just do determined. They're to determined. Learn. <laughs> They're going to learn. They, cause they know, like they see themselves walking. They, I, I yeah. truly believe I wish. And I, it's maybe exciting. They're exciting. You see their faces when they're when they're in that space. It's just oh my gosh, it makes me crack up. It's the my, thing. Oh, it's so cool. I, I can't wait till my daughter's there because I see her at four <laughs> months old and she can roll to her side and she can roll to her stomach now. And then she'll Pure look delight. and be like, Yeah, she has got this smirk and she's just like <laughs> and then she'll turn back and she's just so happy. And but I truly believe. I, 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 there's no, I don't know if there's a study out on this, but I, I think like when, when a child they're actually see, cause they watch us, they're modeling us all day long. And I truly believe they see us being a certain way. And all of a sudden they're like, that's going, that's what I'm going to move towards too. That's what I'm going to be going towards. Because it, when you look at it as an adult vision is the thing that gets us over the short-term stuff. So like, you know, all billionaires do this, a lot of successful people, they have a vision. And when short-term comes, they don't get, they don't really get bothered by it because they know where they're going regardless. And mm -hmm. they know they live in the mm -hmm. quantum world. They know they play manifest, they play in these rules all day long. They may not be aware of it for some of them, but I think majority of them are very well aware of this game. And, but I think some way and somehow I think children, do. if they don't, they don't, but they're determined little, little buggers and they keep going forth and they don't, no matter what, yeah. I mean, I've, it's, it's, it's so fascinating. And that's where I try to teach people. Like you got to get back to being a kid yeah. Just and in many different ways. I mean, there's so many analogies I use with kids. Um, but one of those is like, who cares if it takes you, you know, six months to start walking, who cares? Like a child doesn't care. They got there. That's all they care about. And it's yeah. like, that's how you need to be looking at in your life. Don't get caught up of when, where, how, what that's society, that's cultural, you know, conditioning that's maybe ego to involve yeah. instead love yourself. Like you said, moving with grace, right? You say moving with grace, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So like with all those kind of concepts and it's those things and just have fun in the process because yeah. it's all about getting there when you get to that. I mean, it's the journey absolutely was what really matters, but just knowing that you will eventually get there. And there are different elevation points and different beautiful views along the way. Exactly. And, you know, just have fun getting to each of those places, um, knowing that, you know, you have infinite more fun ahead of you. <laughs> and, you know, you might fall down and graze your knee, <laughs> but you'll figure it out because <laughs> you always do. You will. And you'll move yeah, and you'll, if yeah. you need the resources, they'll come. If you need this, it'll be there. But it's one of those things that. You know, and that's, again, coming back to the spiritual side of what I do is because I try to teach my clients that, you know, your soul is not here for a race. It didn't come here to learn everything in one lifetime. 
you can you can say you don't believe in reincarnation or incarnations i like to call it um but it's one of the things where you know we don't we don't master everything once and we don't master it twice three four five or ten times um there's a certain period of time that we takes for us to grasp this uh human experience and all the beautiful colors that come with it and so it's when you when you look at that that's why i always say like just just embrace if you can embrace the moment and see the beauty in it um then, you know, it gets to a point, like I always had, a, I always had a vision when I was in, when I was learning spirituality, I always wanted to reach enlightenment. I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to reach enlightenment, right? Here comes that ego thing. And now if you ask me, I'm like, I don't, won't know if I'm there and I can care less if I get there because yeah. it's a, it's a really an ego thing. If I think I'm there and I always tell people, if you ever hear anyone says I'm enlightened, run away from them. Yes. <laughs> the they don't know they're, they're just an element of being right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, and so I had a client, I had a student, a, cl- a client asked me that one time. And they're like, I heard you on a podcast talking about enlightenment. I want to ask you some questions. So they did. But I was like, no, I, I just want to show up as the best version of me and, and just love. I want to, I want to fall in love with this experience called being human while at the same token, love the aspect of me being a soul and not yeah. wanting to be in one or the other, just being very appreciative for this whole experience and really seeing the beauty behind it all. Because yeah. at the end of the day, there is all this fear stuff and all these things that we're conditioned in some way, shape or form, or what's being pressed to try to get us, get us to go in that route. Life isn't about that. It's not that at all. You know, it's a beautiful process. You can never be, you can never be harmed. You can never be truly, a, you, you, you'll never be tarnished. You're always, and it's so many, there's so many things that I know for me, at least I was always like, you know, uh, what happens if this happens? What happens is it happens. And it's like, who, who cares if this happens or that happens, if, you know, maybe financial struggles or whatever it may be. It's like, that's the, that's the human world looking at it from that perspective. Don't get me wrong. Money's in a, you know, gives us opportunities. I have a whole love relationship with money, but it's, it, but the other side of that is, is what I'm trying to say is like, you know, how do we, you know, fulfill that, that soul aspect of why we're here and really just greatly, you know, go deep as much as we can with that mm-hmm. to really just after my whole thing is after the end of this, when we, when our time's up here, we look back and go, man, that was one heck of a ride. Look what yeah. I did. I was this, I was that, I did this, I was that. Man, that was an awesome lifetime, man. Let's, let's, I want to do that again in another, who knows how long, but that was great. And look what I gained. What, look what my soul gained in that process. So much of a vibration of gratitude in these words that you've been sharing with us. I just feel that so deeply in that sense of belief that life is happening for you every single day. And yeah. I think the more we realize that, um, that, you know, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, it, it it's always there to serve whatever it is, you know, good or bad, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's going to, you know, if you, I say good or bad, good or bad is only determined by you, but, um, let's say lower high vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things that it's there to help you every step of the way. And that's why I'm very big about getting out of the mind I only know this because I created a lot of struggles for myself. I mean, like in five years, I got to the financial peak that I wanted to in my, my business, but there was so much struggle to get there and so much burnout and so much this and so much that. And then when I sat back, like, man, I'll tell you, spirits are very fun. They're, they they live, they love comedy, especially with me. They've got a great sense of humor. <laughs> God, do they ever. Man, do they ever. Because after like a couple of years, I did not do anything. I didn't even stress. I didn't even look at my business numbers. I just, I just took, I literally took the hands off the wheel and was like, that's how much trusting I was going into. I mean, don't worry, I had systems in place just in case right, right, you know, right. something happened and they would alert my, you know, I had my team like alert me on something. 
And after I was, I remember I was on a meditation one day and I was just like such in a state of gratitude. And I was like, man, I was like really looking at how I did things so backwards and like talking, talking about the wake up experience. And I don't know who it is that was chatting with me or what. And they just started going, mm-hmm. yeah, we tried telling you that all along. You're just too hard headed. You know, and they just go down this whole rabbit hole. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm, I'm like, glad I'm used to you talking to me that way. Cause you know, when I first heard you talk to me, I was like, that's not the religious type that I was brought up with. That, that's how they talk to you. And they're very, very comical. And I, and I love it. Um, and, and it just, but they also teach me that that's the softness of life. Like, like they always said, like, I, like, I remember when I, at some points I'd be like, you're taking life way too serious. We don't even take life that serious, like ease up, but like, just have more fun, you know, just yeah. have, have, go get more experimental with things. So that's how I like, and my mind loves experimenting on things. Um, and like, just get more into that place. And so, uh, yeah, but spirit is, it's so fascinating how they're, the things they will say, but it's, uh, but they kind of, again, like I was saying at the end of that point of the story was, is that, yeah, they, they were showing me that eventually then they said, look at what you were doing, look at what your mind was, right? And you were going to get there, whether you busted your behind and grinded and hustled or whatever, or if you just trusted the process, it was all going to happen for you anyhow, because you already had the intention in your mind. They're kind of showing me this whole visual. And I was yeah, just like, yeah. I was like a little kid in like in my head, just in this, like, like just watching something and just going like, you know, you know, light bulbs just popping off every time, like lightening up and I'm going, holy cow. And that's why I don't get, I started to learn about, it's not about don't get caught up in timing because your alignment, the things you have to go through, all mm-hmm. those things to get to that point it's different for everybody. Yeah. And that's why some people, you know, it's just like a chiropractor, you know, we see this in chiropractic sometimes where they oh, look at this patient came in two adjustments and bam, they're out of pain. They're doing great. Look at this patient, blah, blah. And I'm always going, yeah, where's the patient that took six months before they got better? Cause it's there yeah. too. Yeah. But they won't talk about that. And, and I'm not bashing chiropractors for that. Please don't. This is just marketing. I'm bashing more yeah, than marketing yeah, practices. Because yeah. you'll see that in business coaches, like be going, look at these six clients I've had. Look at them. They went from, you know, 10,000 to a hundred thousand in five months. They went from here to here. And I'm always like, and I want to normalize like, that it's a journey and that everybody goes at their own pace. And that's totally cool. <laughs> it is. And I'm like, and I'm it. like, and that person who did that, they were already, they did, they had already the layers off to ready for them yeah. to do that. Where yeah. um, somebody who is taking six months, a year or a year and a half, there's layers and programs we have to yeah. you know work through to get them to the point. So then they can experience that. And so I used to, I, it's funny because I share, I share this in my, with my business clients, but I also used to tell my patients that I'm like, don't get hooked in because somebody, let's say somebody came into the office, couldn't walk. They're crawling into the office a week later, they're back up and running two weeks later, they're back at golf and they're blown away. Well, guess what? A friend has the same issue. Yeah. He comes in, he's already in the expectations. That's what's going to happen to him. And it doesn't. And I, but I always pre-warn. I'm like, listen, what happened for them? That can happen. I'm not saying it doesn't. I don't know when you're going to get better. So I just want to be truthfully honest here. But what I do know is we will get there. You know, yeah. as we break through these layers, we'll get to the point where you'll all of a sudden not have pain. We'll work on the inflammation will die down. The body's going to get into a more of a healing mode. I don't know how, you know, I got technology to give me a gauge to know how bad, you know, how severe this is going to be from a stress perspective. Um, but it's fascinating, but that's how life is too. Yeah. We all start at different levels and mm-hmm. it's not just in business and money. It's also in relationships and mindset and health and all these different facets. And there's layers we have to work through. Uh, but you know, you'll, as long as you stay in the game, it's inevitable. It will yeah. work out. And our body, mind, spirit, it's always working for us. It's always seeking a state of healing and equilibrium and balance. 
And um, I'm just so appreciative for you coming on and sharing all of your wisdom, all of your experience, your insight, your humor. <laughs> and I would love uh, if you could share with us um, if any of our listeners wanted to work with you or um, connect with you and, and anything that you're offering at, at this point, like what's going on in your world? How can folks, how can folks connect with, with Dr. Vic? <laughs> uh, thanks, for, thanks for allowing me to share. Uh, my website's my hub. It's empoweryourreality.com. That's where you can catch everything from uh, my podcast. To, I got a free ebook on the power of visualization um, and why I'm so big on visualization. I share some studies in there that are kind of uh, mind blowing in many ways. Um, coaching wise, I do, if, if this resonates with you, what I've been sharing, I do offer coaching. I do a free call. It's just a way to connect, get to know about you, your world, where you're at, and then knowing if I can help. And then if I qualify to help, you know, we're in the program, if you qualify into the program, that's what I use that for. If you want to catch me on social media, bottom left corner of my website, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. So reach out, ask any questions you have. Um, I love hearing from people. And then uh, we do have something coming up in December. We're going to be, we do a course on uh, money mindset essentials. And what this whole course is on is not teaching you how to make more money investing or stuff like that. It's teaching you the stuff that's holding you back from baggage, limiting beliefs that we talked about, energy and vibe, where we put our focus, all that mm -hmm. stuff. And I share, this is what I went through in my own experience financially to, um, I, it was a point in my career where I was like, I, I was growing, but it was I remember I had one year right next year, where I only made like an extra 10,000. I was just like, man, I was, I want that exponential growth. Why is this not happening for me? Of course, spirit came in very humorly and, and, and was showing me <laughs> limiting beliefs. And I went bankrupt at one point in my career and they were like, and it was more for my personal, but uh, that's a whole nother story. But long story short, they're like, remember when you went bankrupt and you said there was all this mindset and you're all these things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, go look at your limiting beliefs with money and then you'll find out what's going on. And I was like, cool. I went to go look. I mean, it was just like a quick combo. I went to go look and I'm like, I, I Googled something. I said, top limiting beliefs on money. And there was, a, I got a list of 10 and I read them and I go, why do I feel like I have nine of those? And I started reflecting <laughs> and meditating on it. And I go, holy cow, I have nine. What happened? I worked on them. I mean, I didn't, didn't go, I didn't work on all nine and solve them in three months, but there was a bunch that I did. And long story short, over the next two years, this is the journey I worked on this, but over the next two years, I didn't do anything new in my business and I tripled my business and I went 5.5 X in my profits. Mm, Talk about a quantum amazing. leap. And I was like, hold on here. And of course, when I go connect, they're laughing at me. <laughs> of course. And I'm like, you're laughing. Really? Like this was a struggle for me. All this struggle. And they're like, they're just laughing. And like, we tried telling you before, but now you, you got to the point when you're ready to listen. So yeah. I digress, but I thought I'd share that story at the end. Yeah, I love that. And and I'll definitely also um, in the links of this episode uh, for y'all listening, I'm going to, I'm going to link everything uh, that Vic has shared and how to connect with, with him and his programs. And uh, again, just thank you so much for coming on and for visiting with me today. And I've loved our conversation. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. I love the energy we had here. And it's just, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, so much. Well, I'm going to close out as I always do with just a little reminder uh, to our listeners that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you. <laughs>